Good morning. Yes, I bring props. Good. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> I need that encouragement this morning. Glad you're here. I am not Pastor Jesse Bradley. I have a little bit more hair. He's better looking. And he's having a great weekend with his, with his wife and kids this weekend. I think they went somewhere up in the snow. He actually sent me a picture this morning of uh, sleds piled into the van with the uh, six of them. And they were off and heading out to have a great day uh, in the Pacific Northwest. And so it's a privilege to be here with you. If we haven't met, my name is Mark Edwards. I'm the children's and campus pastor, the next gen and campus pastor here at Grace. And it is a privilege to share with you today. I love Christmas. How about you? I know. Now, for those of you that were just like, we're just warming up on the music, like how come we're not singing more? We'll be singing at the end, so, you know, we'll have a little bit more time of that. Appreciate Sean came and, and is uh, filling in this weekend. Sean King is a gentleman that we've connected with, and he came to, to, to fill in this weekend to give Elizabeth a, a break this weekend, so I was glad to have him here, his son, and another family member and friend, and so it was great to have them with our team. Just a great morning. And Baby D, man, I'll tell you what, those two kids... Those families have been waiting to have their kids dedicated since pre-COVID. We wanted to make sure we got them dedicated before they started driving, and so we made sure we could do it. <laughs> a little bit of exaggeration. I know it feels that way. It could, it could be true, but uh, it was great to have them here. It was a really special night last week. These two families, moms and dads, that loved the Lord and just was so important to them to have that moment and with friends and family with them. It was a great time. And that Christmas Eve service that we got coming up is going to be fun. I mean, Christmas Eve should be fun. Christmas should be a fun time. It's a serious time, and it's a time of reverence and worship. It also should be fun, and we're going to have a great time on the live services here, 3, 5, and 7. We'll have uh, kids up on the stage talking about Christmas. And those boxes are pretty cool. Now, here's the thing about the boxes. If you're watching online and you're just not going to be able to come into the building, two things I want you to know. One, you can drive by and pick one up. And two, if you really would like a box, uh, so you have everything there at home, you need to let us know. Like text us, call us, we'll bring it to you. Somebody will bring you that box. There's going to be four candles in there. There's going to be activity stuff. There's even a special, just for those at home, we've got a special gift for them that's inside the box. And the other thing is this. Well, first you can pick them up at the drive-thru or come by during the week before Christmas. But here's the other thing we want to do with this box. We just felt compelled for us to be able to do something and reach out to those around us. We want you, if either, if you're going to be here for Christmas Eve, grab a box and give it to somebody else you know. Invite them to church. Even if they come with you to church, give them the box. It's a great invitation tool. If they can only watch online, give them the box. If you're watching online and that's the only way you can do it, drive by and pick up two. Like, pick up two. One for you and one for your neighbor, one for somebody else. Let's make Christmas Eve a time of invitation, a time of, of drawing people in, drawing people into the manger. Amen? So that's what it's all about. And those birthday boxes are out there too. And tell, I'm telling you, that'll be a fun time for family, a little tradition. So, okay, I just re, restated all those announcements, but I felt like I needed to, just wanted to. Glad you're here. We're going to be talking about Christmas, but we're going to be talking specifically about the kindness of Jesus. Now, in a time that we're in, man, if there's been a more interesting year than, than this one coming into Christmas, we haven't had it before, have we? I mean, it has been a, a stressful time in many ways. Generally, this time of year, the thing that's got me wound up the most is uh, just Christmas shopping. Like, I love it. I love, I love to give gifts, and I love to receive them. 
And I love to go shopping for them. And uh, now it's gotten to the point where actually my wife does most of the shopping online. She just does. It's more convenient. And it's, it's great to know uh, and to shop that way. But generally, I'm a little stressed from all the traffic. I'm stressed from the crowds. Just all of that stuff. Like, it's just, we just get wound up on that. And then, and then I, you know, it's like, that's kind of the normal, the typical. Now, man, if there isn't a long list of things that are really stressing you out or really got you, got you uh, just wound up, then, then, then God bless you. You haven't let this culture wind you up. I'm glad for that. But there's been all kinds of things from, from the masks, from the isolation. People, I've talked to people, I've heard from people that have felt so isolated this year. I mean, they have felt so alone. And for, for rightfully so, they've, they felt like they, they can't leave the house or they can't see as many people. We've already went through a holiday that's probably different for many, where we haven't been able to spend it with our family. And, uh, and now we're into Christmas. And that list is long of all those things that could just create some tension, some anxiety, some sadness, some depression. I mean, you pick it. But we're gonna, I'm going to ask you to do something for me today. I'm going to ask you to put all that aside. Just put it aside. It's not because we should ignore it, because we can't. And it's not because those things aren't important, because they are. But for the next 30 minutes, with music 40, how about we just pause, we just put it aside, and we worship Jesus together. And we focus on something that is so fundamental, so basic, to how we were shaped and how we were made by our Creator, that it's important we pause and look at it. And that's just this simple word called kindness. Kindness, being kind to one another. And we're going to talk about that today. And let's just open in a word of prayer And uh, as we spend this time together. Father, we come this morning, whether we're in this room or online, and we, we stop. God, I pray you'll help us gaze upon the manger today. Gaze upon your love for us. Look upon Christmas and just breathe and pause and consider the great kindness that you extended to us and the kindness that we're to live out in the world around us. We invite your Holy Spirit to come and lead and guide this time. Speak into our hearts and minds, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Kindness. Now, if you know me well enough, you know that I, I, I'm, not, I'm not some theologian. I don't, I, don't have, I don't know all the, you know, I'm not the deep, I don't swim at the deep end of the pool. So we're going to look at kindness this morning and we're just going to boil it all down to this simple statement. What Christmas is all about and what God's plan and purpose for you and I is all about. It's been this way since the beginning of time and it will continue this way. We're supposed to live a life where we receive from God and we give to others. It's the receiving and the giving. And I would say one of the most important things we could do is receive the kindness of God and share it with the world around us. Simple kindness. Simple kindness. We give it and we share it. It's simple, and yet it's super difficult, especially this year. I don't know about you, but man, I don't like going... I struggle. If it wasn't that my wife goes with me, I really don't like to go outside shopping in stores. I mean, the fact that she's with me makes it so much better. But to have, don't take this the wrong way. 
It's not about whether I believe I should be wearing a mask or not, but the reality is when I go to a store, I've got to wear a mask. And that, that mask just represents me becoming the Grinch. And I have never until this year, I don't know about you, come to a, a store, a retail store, and as I'm getting ready to put the mask on, I am literally saying, and I guess this is a good thing, Jesus help me be kind and respectful to people while I have this mask on. Right? Maybe I'm the only one, but it just feels so restrictive. I get the reason for it. I, I understand that we're all over the board on, on, on masks and everything else, but I just want you to know that even a simple inconvenience like that draws us close to the Lord. It does for me. I've never thought about going into a store. Man, I'm glad there's nobody sitting up there because it's, it's coming. <laughs> Sit in a store, go into a store and think, Jesus, help me be kind. Help me be respectful. Help me be loving today in that checkout line, when I, I can't hear them behind the plexiglass, right? I can't hear them through the mask. And, and I'm older and I don't hear well anyway. So all that combined and I'm like, and they can't see me smiling. Like I kind of want a mask with a smile on it, but then that kind of creeps me out. So you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Even the ones that are clear in the middle, it's like that's kind of creepy too. Like it's like a no win. But you know what? If we go in with the attitude of loving and being kind to one another, it leaks from us, not just from our face. It'll leak from our whole countenance. Today we're going to talk about kindness and how we can share that and what it means and why we should receive the fullness, the kindness of God. And this is going to feel like maybe a public service announcement for some. It really is. It's, it's not meant that way. It's really meant to be something where we just refocus and re-engage on Christmas in a real foundational, simple way. We're, two, we're less than two weeks away. Before we get to Scriptures, we're going to go to Titus 3 first, but Titus chapter 3 in, in just a few moments. But, you know, did I tell you I love Christmas? I love Christmas so much. I mean, I just, I just look forward to this time of year. And I, um, I found out something that's been really helpful for me to be kind to people the Hallmark Channel. <laughs> Just going to confess it to you right now, I enjoy Christmas movies from Hallmark. Not all of them, because some of them are a little sappy. And you're like, Pastor Mark, they're all sappy. I get it. But I'm telling you, in a year like this, I don't mind checking out and checking in on you know, channel 702 or 703 on my TV, because that's the high definition Hallmark channels, and watching a Hallmark movie. I have my favorites. I won't share them with you because I don't want to be judged. But I have my favorites. There's a couple. Uh, some of you are the same way. My kids last year bought me a Hallmark shirt. It says It's got two hands like this. I love Hallmark movies. I'd wear it, but I'd wear it right now, but because of COVID, it doesn't fit anymore. Just being real. Just being real. Uh, where was I? And then to... <laughs> So I love, I love Hallmark movies help me, help me to be kind. God's Word really helps me to be kind. Jesus ultimately receiving and knowing His love helps me be kind. But every day there's some practical opportunity with a Hallmark movie. But yesterday, I got the ultimate in preparation for the services this weekend. I watched the last 30 minutes of one of my favorite movies. Don't judge me. It's a Wonderful Life. Thank you. I almost got an amen out of that. Just, there, there was enough response there. 
And I watched the last 30 minutes. Now, part of it's really depressing. I got to be real with you. It's a heavy, heavy movie. And I, I, you know, I get it's an older movie. And again, everybody falls differently on this. But I, I just like that last part. It just gets me. I'm like, I'm ready to be. I'm ready for this weekend now. Thank you, Lord, that I skimmed across there, found It's a Wonderful Life. Because it's hard to find on TV unless you go in and, and watch it in DVR or whatever. So we're ready for kindness this weekend. At least I am. And um, kindness is something that, God has talked about all through Scripture. All through Scripture. God's kindness has been received, requested, prayed for, and shared all the way back to the days of Abraham, to King David, to King Solomon, to Ezra, the scribe and priest, the Apostle Paul, and so many other times in the Bible, God speaks about kindness. And we're going to start in Titus chapter 3. Kindness. The Greek word for kindness is krestates. Krestates. That's as deep and intellectual as I'll ever get. Krestates, which means to be selfless and compassionate and merciful. God's kindness to us, our kindness to those around us. That's what we're talking about today. Titus chapter 3. I'm going to read a couple different uh, versions, translations. Um, Again, they'll be up on the screen if your Bible isn't the same. But follow along with me in your Bible. If you need a Bible, we gave one out this morning. Don't ever hesitate to ask for a Bible. We want to make sure you have God's Word with you. All right, Titus chapter 3, starting with verse 4 through 8. But when God our Savior revealed His kindness and love, He saved us, not because of the righteous things we had done, but because of His mercy. He washed away our sins, giving us a new birth and a new life through the Holy Spirit. He generously poured out the Spirit upon us through Jesus Christ our Savior. Because of His grace, He declared us righteous and gave us confidence that we will inherit eternal life. Confidence. Love that. Confidence. This is a trustworthy saying, and I want you to insist on these teachings so that all who trust in God will devote themselves to doing good. These teachings are good and beneficial for everyone. Now, Paul was writing to this young man, this young preacher named Titus. It's one of those letters that was actually directed towards the church. Directed towards us. God's kindness given to us. Us to live it out. There is an expectation for God's family to live out kindness. To live out a life of relationship with Jesus to the world around us. It's not just an intellectual, emotional connection with God. It's a living it out. It's an act of worship to extend kindness to those around us. It's an act of worship. God's kindness to us. And he was very clear about it. Very clear to live it out. God's kindness. So first we're going to talk about his kindness to us and then how we're to live that out to the world around us. And there's a lot of great scriptures that God speaks directly that should help us just hone in on the manger, hone in on God's kindness to us. I, you know, there's a spot in the Bible, somebody showed this to me a long time ago, and I love the connection between John 3.16 and 1 John 3.16. So let's read those. John 3.16. God's kindness to us, spelled out in two locations. Here they are, John 3.16. For God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And then 1 John 3.16. 
Just the first half. We know what real love is because Jesus gave up his life for us. The ultimate extension and giving of kindness. Jesus. God loves you and I so much. He wants to be kind and demonstrate how we're supposed to live. He loves us so much that without any, anything to, for us to do, to earn it, he sends his son. Christmas. Like the tree in the lobby, the trees up here. I mean, we couldn't decorate big enough to celebrate what God's done for us. Amen? And in a time of year, in a season, in this year, when even our family traditions are disrupted, when those things that we so look forward to but aren't going to be able to experience, maybe for the first time in decades, maybe, I don't know. It's difficult. So how about, I get that we're missing some of that stuff, that it's, it's hard. It's hard not to have family together. Maybe, maybe, just maybe for God's church, God's family, for us as believers, and maybe for someone who doesn't know Jesus yet, maybe we're supposed to look at this Christmas a little bit different. Maybe we're supposed to just boil it down to the simple fact that God loves me unconditionally and God loves you unconditionally. Could it be that simple? Yeah. Could it be that difficult to live out? Absolutely. Absolutely. God's kindness to us. Christates. Merciful. Compassionate. He backs it up time and time again in Scripture. God demonstrates. And then Jesus demonstrates one time after another after another this unconditional love, this kindness that He extended to those around Him. And the reality is for you and I, that's how we're supposed to live. It's not complicated. I mean, think about it. Kindness. Christates. How can we be kind? How can we be kind? I'm glad you asked. We're going to get there. God has an expectation for us to grow in kindness and to share it with others. Now, I said Christmas may be different for you. There are times when, you know, there may be some like, well, they're not coming over for Christmas this year, and that's not a terrible thing. You know who I'm thinking of. Not for me, but for you. You know who I'm talking about. Some of you, it's that way. Can I just tell you, I want to challenge you. Reach out to them. Show them kindness. Think about them at Christmas. Reach out and love them, even though they're not coming over for dinner. Be kind to them. So it's our physical family. God's got an expectation for us as the church how we're to love one another in our spiritual family. I mean, think about it. If we know, for us who know Jesus as Lord and Savior, we're going to spend a lot of time together. It's called eternity. We're not going to be separated from one another. We're going to be together. I think... As Rick Warren would say, this life is about preparation, right? So how we treat one another, not just at Christmas, but the kindness that we show to one another all year round, oh, it's just so important. It's so important it makes such a difference. And then there's those around us that are beyond those circles, those that we run into at the grocery store, those we run into or try not to run into at a crowded intersection when we're driving because they cut us off. I digress. Or on the phone. On the phone. I had a situation over the last few weeks. I've been going round and round on this certain situation with someone and an organization to try to get something figured out. 
You talk about being stretched in kindness. Try to be kind to somebody on the phone that's not budging. It doesn't, you don't feel like they understand. And then when they understand, they still aren't budging. Like, really? I can't get into specifics, but praise the Lord, it finally worked out because it was getting close to Christmas, and I'm like, we got to get this done. Kindness. It's the practical sense of how we can live it out. That's what I hope and pray the Lord's working with you on even in this moment. So what's that look like? What's that look like? Well, Galatians chapter 5. Here's how we're to live. How do we show kindness? Well, there's some things that go along with kindness. Galatians chapter 5, starting with verse 22 through 26, New King James Version. But the, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. And those who are who are Christ's, have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us walk. That's a doing thing. Let us walk in the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. Kindness. It's smack dab in the middle. It's like the center of the Oreo cookie. You count up those little attributes of the fruit of the Spirit. Kindness is right in the middle. I think that was intentional. I think at the heart of our loving and living a peaceful life and giving and showing patience and long-suffering and those things. What's in the middle? Kindness. Kindness. See, I always thought the biggest thing was the one at the end, the self-control. Maybe that's because it hits me more between the eyes than anything else. But I realized self-control can be lived out through being kind. Being kind. Kindness. Christates. Kindness. 1 John 3, 16 through 18. The last part of 16 through 18. We read the first half of 16. Let's, let's read the rest. 1 John chapter 3, 16b. So we also ought to give up our lives for our brothers and sisters. If someone has enough money to live well and, see, and sees a brother or sister in need, but shows no compassion, how can God's love be in that person? Boy, that'll, that'll wake you up, huh? Dear children, let's not merely say that we love each other. Let us show the truth by our actions. You see, when we read these scriptures, these are like non-negotiables. They're not like, um, hey, consider this. This is how we're supposed to live. It doesn't matter if we're 5 or 15 or 85. We're to love a life of kindness. Love. Live a life of kindness. Live it out. Share kindness. I think, that ex I think that's more of an example in the scripture for me. It's like, Oh, here's an idea. Here's an example of how you can live out kindness and love to someone else. Like if you see somebody in need, how about if you've been blessed, how about you reach out and try to fill that need? How about that? See, it doesn't, and again, it's not, it can be all kinds of needs. I came home last night. We came home last night to a package on our porch. Now, you might not think that's a big deal, Right? But have you ever received a surprise package, a gift from someone? You know it's a big deal. It doesn't even matter what's inside. Like, it just warmed my heart just seeing it, let alone before I opened it, before we opened it. It was a simple act of kindness. It was saying, we are going to 
take the time to not only put the, buy the things that are in the package, we're going to make it look really pretty and really festive, and we're going to deliver it to your house, even on a night when you left all your outside lights off. I can't believe we did, we did that. And we're going to put it on your dark porch and leave it there for you. And we came home to that last night. A little simple act of kindness. Christates. Colossians chapter 3, 12 through 17. I got them all marked and it still takes me a while to get there. <clears throat> Colossians chapter 3 out of the New Living Translation. Since God chose you to be the holy people He loves, you must clothe yourselves with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as, a, as members of one body, you are called to live in peace. We're the body of Christ. We're called to live in peace with one another. To be kind to one another. And always be thankful. Let the message about Christ in all its richness fill your lives. Teach and counsel each other with all wisdom He gives. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. And whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through Him to God the Father. <laughs> Kindness. My question to you, which has been the question to me all week, how can I live out in this season a life that shows a little bit more kindness to those around me? It's not complicated. It's just difficult. What can we do? But Pastor Mark, there's so much going on in my life. Like, you don't understand. Like, I'm out of work. I can't pay the rent. I got neighbors that are driving me crazy. I mean, fill in the blank. Okay, what else is new? It's a little bit different season, but the issues, the challenges are still there. So what are we called to do? Oh, okay, well, if that's going on, yeah, well, all right, just put the kindness aside. No, I would say let's elevate kindness right now. Like, let's do those simple acts of kindness. Just in acknowledging someone and wishing them a Merry Christmas or thanking them. Or, you know what? Connect yourself with an organization that's doing great things and support them. We have this fund here called the Good Samaritan Fund. Now, we don't talk much about it, but it's a fund that's given to specifically to help people in need. That's all it's there for. It's not the tithe. It's an offering that people give, and it sets over here. And out of this fund, rents continue to be paid. People continue to get food because of your generosity. That's kindness. I don't want you to think we're not being kind. We are being kind. I'm just asking you to just to take a consideration and pause from all the stuff and think about the kindness God extended to you and me. This gift. I'm opening it up. You ready? There's nothing there. We know what's inside the gift, don't we? We know who laid in the manger. I love gifts. Did I tell you that already? I love gifts. I love receiving gifts. 
I'm the only one in my family that does not want to know what my gifts are before Christmas. Everyone else, they want to know. Not me. I want to be surprised. I love unwrapping a gift. I love it. Where am I going with that? What's the gift that you can give to somebody else? I'm not trying to be rude. I just have to go back here. See, that's, that gift represents Jesus. This gift is yours to give. Yours to give. Yours to give. It's empty. What needs to be inside the gift that you need to give to God? What is it? I mean, really, when you think about it, God gave to us. We didn't earn it. We didn't have to do anything to get it. He gave. He gave. Out of unconditional love and kindness, the Bible says, He gave His Son. I'm challenged this year more than ever before to be kind. How about you? If you're not, step up. Step up with me. Let's be kind to those around us this year in ways we never have before, in simple ways, things that we took for granted. What are we going to give back? What's the gift we give back to God for all that He's given for us? Here's the thing. The cool thing about giving kindness is it turns into something else for the person that receives it. It becomes joyful to them. It puts a smile on their face. It brings peace in chaos. It reminds them that they have value. You're an ambassador. I'm an ambassador. For us that know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, we're ambassadors. We're His kids. Let's show kindness. Not disrespect. Not, not you know, rudeness. Kindness. Because the receiver of that kindness, the recipient of kindness, it turns into, I'm loved. This is a joyful time of year. It brings peace. It brings those things that we want and hope to people that are feeling very hopeless. I mean, think about it. If you were to take one of those Christmas Eve boxes that you're going to be able to pick up this next weekend and deliver it to somebody, it's you saying to them that you care about them and that you want their Christmas to be special. That birthday box for Jesus, we don't have as many of them, but man, if you know a family that just needs to celebrate because they've been stuck at home or you know, they need to have a birthday party for Jesus, grab another one. It's all good. Bring a little kindness. Deliver it to somebody else. It makes all the difference in the world. I usually rarely bring my phone up with me because I think it's the rudest thing ever if something were to happen. But I read something that I wanted, I had to save it because it was on social media and it was just, you know, I've, yeah, I'll just read it. I read this and I thought, this is, this is it. This is exactly where I want my heart to be for the rest of the year to Christmas. I'm not even going to tell you where it's from. It's just what somebody wrote. It has to do with just the Advent season. It said this, The birth of Christ is a dream we didn't even know to dream. It is a love so selfless, no human could possibly imagine they could possibly imagine it, let alone bring it to pass. It is pure grace, the life of God given for the life of the world. How do you respond to such a remarkable gift? What gift can we possibly offer in return? 
We offer nothing less than our very lives poured out in thanksgiving and praise. Mouths filled with laughter and tongues that shout for joy. These are the gifts we bring the newborn King who has done abundantly far more than all we can ask or imagine. Oh, my friends and family. Oh, that we would be kind to one another in a world that just doesn't feel all that kind sometimes right now. I know. I know we can go off on some some trails and we feel certain ways about certain things, but how about, how about we intentionally this week or two coming up, how about we show a little more kindness to the world around us? You know why? Because it points them to Jesus when we do that. When we do something that isn't normal, when we do something that doesn't that's unexpected, people respond. Like, I slept great last night. Like, I kind of basked a little bit in this whole, man, they brought this package. They dropped it off for us. They were thinking about us. Just transfer that thought to somebody else. Imagine what you could do by showing a little bit of kindness to somebody else. Now, we're going to wrap it up. We're going to pray. And I just I want to say to you specifically, if you're here, whether you're in the room or you're watching online, If you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you're missing Christmas, the abundance and the fullness of Christmas. I would say to you, it is time for you to just turn towards the manger and realize that God loves you so much. He sent His only, one and only Son. And I'll wrap it up with this Scripture. For John three seventeen. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. Knowing Jesus... You come before Him and you say, I'm sorry, I've made mistakes. I want to turn my life around. I want to be forgiven of my sins. All those things I've done wrong. And I believe, Jesus, in who You are, that You're God's one and only Son, that Christmas isn't about the guy in the red and white outfit. It's about a baby being born. And I want to receive Him as my Lord and Savior. That's the kind of statement. That's the process it takes to come to, to know Jesus, to know that your life for eternity is with Him. For the rest of us, there's something that's separating you from being kind to others. Something that's hindering you. Like, I don't know what it is. It could be a relationship that you need to ask for forgiveness for. It could be an attitude. It could be something at work. It could be a habit. The list could be long. I'd share with you mine, but we don't have enough time. There are things in your life and mine that hinder us from living out a kindness-filled life to the people around us. Whatever it is, like, I know this sounds kind of weird. Maybe to you it might. How about you just take that stuff and put it in the box? Put it. It's not a gift that anybody else would want except Jesus. Nobody else would want your filthy rags. Nobody else would want your frustrations. Nobody else would receive that kind of gift except Jesus. He will. Come to me, he says. Come to me. What's in the way of you celebrating Christmas the way it should be celebrated? Full of kindness and love to the people in your home, to the people in your family, to the people in your church. 
and to the world around you. Would you pray with me? Father, right now, we pause and in our hearts we, we gaze upon the manger. And we thank you, God, for your incredible love and kindness for us. Thank you for sending your son into the world to live a life, a sinless life, to die on a cross for our sins, to put us back into relationship, God, with you. You didn't ask us to do anything. You love us so much. You made us. There's one thing we can give you that you can't provide, and that's our attention back to you, our love for you. It's our choice. And if you're here today or watching online and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, just pray a simple prayer of Jesus, I'm sorry. God, I'm sorry for the mistakes I've made in my life. I'm sorry that I've ignored you. I realize that I'm a sinner and I'm separated from you. And today, this moment, I ask for your forgiveness and I invite you into my life to be my Lord and Savior. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. I believe in you, Jesus. I believe that you are the true meaning of Christmas. And I receive your kindness, God, through your son, Jesus, right now. And for the rest of us, as we celebrate with those that have maybe taken that next step, their first step, for us, there's just something, God, that we just got to give to you. We, we, it doesn't make sense that we would give you our stuff. But the reality is, God, we don't know what else to do with it. Like there's times when we just don't, we don't want it, but then we don't let go of it. And then it comes back and shows up again. But God, today, this morning, we're gonna, we're gonna put it in the box. And only because you said you'd receive it, we'll give it to you. So we don't want it anymore. We know it's hindering us, God. It's hindering me from being close to you and it's hindering me from living out a, a life full of kindness and love to those around us. So we give that to you right now. And by the power of your Holy Spirit, I pray that you'll lead us into what we, need, we do next. Is it to ask for forgiveness? Is it to make some changes in our life? Whatever it may be that would put us on a path where we can live out the purposes and plan you have for us filled with you, Lord, that we can leak that out to the world around us and show kindness in your name. We love you. We thank you for this time. And as we sing, God, we sing to you because you are so good. Oh, you're so good. Hmm. We worship you this morning. We love you. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. Yo, subscribe to YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> subscribe to this channel.